1: Welcome to Heal & Health with your host, Dr. Nikki.
0: Dr. Nikki explores the topic of healing and its role in what's seen as healthy in our society today. She examines the healing journeys of many and dares to question what really is at the heart of our health. So now, please welcome the host of Heal & Health, Dr. Nikki.
1: Hello and welcome to the Heal and Health with Dr. Nikki. I am Dr. Nikki Gill, your host, and we are streaming live on Bold Brave TV. A lot of you have been asking me about how I deal with my cancer patients. What kind of cases of cancers do I see? What kind of, pro- of approach do I take with their care? Is there much that can be done from a natural perspective? Now these are very good questions, and yet quite difficult to answer. As like any other case I deal with, all cases are unique, and how someone presents with their situation is surely different from the next. And thus, this challenges me to really tune in to my patients, um, and not just their illnesses, because their illnesses do not define who they are, but who they are really does play a big role in how they deal with their situation. So to kind of give you an idea of what I mean by this and and, and some of the things that I I actually bring to the table in terms of dealing with cancer cases, I'm going to tell you about a case that I had, um, actually the very first cancer case I ever had, um, becoming a doctor. Um, And I I remember this like it was yesterday. And I think a lot of doctors can relate to their very first case of something that was just that really stuck out in their mind. And, and for me, this, this was a, definitely a big one for me. Um, so I remember it was my last shift on rotation of my graduation week. I was gonna get my doctorate in about three days. And I recall walking uh, through the clinic door and before I could even get two words out of my mouth, the patient said to me, Dr. Nikki, I need you big time. I'm desperate to live. I have one of the rarest stomach cancers known to man, and I have been traveling to Oregon to get treatment to see this one doctor who knows anything about this particular cancer that I have. I live out of my car with my wife because we had to sell our home in order to pay for the treatments that I, that I needed to try and beat this cancer. I lost 20 pounds last month, and the month before, I lost 15 pounds and the month before, 15. I'm withering away. I have a back brace on. I wear this back brace because the tumors in my stomach are so large, they poke out of my skin. So I keep the back brace on so I don't notice it or notice it as much. I've done everything possible to stay alive and to support my wife, but I don't know what else to do. I'm desperate. I need your help. i want at, i want to stay alive i've been told that i have anywhere from three to six weeks to live not months dr nikki weeks i just want more time please can you give me more time with my wife more time to breathe in life more time to live some level of quality before i go i really need you you are my last hope so mind you this is my first case of cancer And as you can imagine, I had this huge lump in my throat that ran straight down to my stomach. Like, holy shit, what the F do I do? What can I do? Three to six weeks? What the hell can I do? Not to mention, I'm a freaking newbie. Like, I am so new to this. Like, what in the world do I even know? So talk about having a panic moment and yet yet wanting to do something better in total panic because that three to six weeks just stood out to me big time. So I remember running back to my supervisor and consulting with her. And she said to me, breathe, Nikki, you will think better if you just breathe. You got this. Now think about what you know and what resources you have. And and just so you know, as a naturopathic doctor, this won't be the first or the last time you hear someone in such desperation as people don't often get to you until they have exhausted other options so breathe you got this so i pulled my big girl pants up and i started thinking about what i knew and what i thought this patient would need and so i started tapping into my resources and these resources had a lot to do with gut health immunity, um, energy, um, sleep, nutrition, you name it. So I started reaching out to all my resources and and my biggest concern for him was actually nutrition because that weight loss that he was having was so extreme and, and, and we were dealing with a cancer that was very, very aggressive. So one of my first phone calls I made was to an IV specialist to see how we could get him the nourishment he needed in his body, and to as we give a nourishment, also to try to kill off the cancer cells as much as possible. So that was one thing I did. Then I reached out to one of the best nutritionists I knew and also a biochemist because biochemistry was so important here in understanding pathways and understanding um, what pathways we didn't want to feed into and pathways that we did want it to feed into to try to help him. So I reached out to one of my professors that. That was truly amazing and helped me devise a food plan that would give him nutrients in the form of food that would help him hold on to some of his weight um, as weight as weight gain was a major issue. Then I reached out to the best herbalist I could think of, and I reached out to several herbalists. And this is because I thought we needed to create formulations in the form of herbs, tinctures, and teas to help with soothing his gut, supporting his detoxification system, and then helping with sleep helping with energy and certainly calming his anxiety levels down because I mean, can you blame the guy, you know, his back was against the law. So anxiety was a big thing. And then lastly, I spoke with a counselor, a psychologist, uh, and also one that worked in biofeedback, um, because biofeedback was very helpful with helping to reestablish how he responded to the fact that he knew his cancer was, was very aggressive and that he was limited on time. So, um, So that counseling, that psychological support was really, really big for him. And so long story short, he was given three to six weeks. um, And when we implemented his care, uh, his plan, he managed, we kept him around for another six months. And um, that was huge. And his wife was so incredibly grateful for that time that she got to have with him. And he got to have some quality time with her. And those quality life moments with her was everything. Um, So gosh, that really like, I remember that and that really hits me hard. So as you can see, there is a lot that can be done from a natural perspective, but the biggest thing that I've learned uh, from my cancer patients and something that's constantly reinforced is that even when they are physically ill, they still are seeking a higher level of being, whether it it is the supreme state of being, like I like to call it or not, it's still a higher level of existing in this world something that is really ultimately driven by love and hope. It's so much more than the physical as the healing process they endure is often more of the mental, emotional, and spiritual. And as a doctor, I surely can't give them all the answers, but I definitely can be there to support them and support them for what they need, where and when they need it, and if they want it. It again comes down to a matter of choice on how they wanna pursue their healing journey and me respecting and honoring that. So as you can tell, there are so many aspects to the healing process involved in dealing with life-threatening conditions like cancer. Um, As a person, ready or not, must participate in their life-changing journey. Um, So on today's show, I have an incredible man who is here to share his story about overcoming colon cancer and living with a chronic liver condition called hepatitis C. He is remarkable, and I have personally gotten to know him really well, and I've watched him overcome so much. It is quite mind-blowing what he has been through and how he thrives in his life now. So I'm so excited to share with all of you this fantastic human being and my dear friend, Mr. Doug Brand.
2: Hello, Doug. Hi, Nikki. (laughs) How are you? you I'm good. Thank you for that wonderful introduction, and I'm very flattered to even being asked to be on your show. So
3: thank oh, you for that.
1: Oh, you are exactly, I think, what a lot of people need to hear. Uh, you have been on one heck of a healing journey, and and it has not been easy for you on a mental, spiritual, emotional level. You have been through it, and um, and I think it's, I think you are. A voice of hope and inspiration for so many, which is one of the reasons why I really wanted you to hear. And I also think that you're a very huge model of the word commitment and choice. Um, and you've made some big choices. And, so, um, and this is why I tell people like your story is remarkable. And so I know that viewers are chomping at the bits to hear your story and make me not talk anymore so could you <laughs> take us through uh, could you take us through uh, when you learned about your hepatitis and the later the cancer and just take us through your your journey
2: uh, sure um I was actually diagnosed with the hepatitis C before the cancer um, and gosh that's got to be I forget exactly how long it's been it, it, it's been at least 20 years um, since I've Known about the Hep C, Um, there was a doctor, uh, actual American medical doctor that uh, we were referred to by a friend prior to this diagnosis that worked out of Tijuana, Mexico, and um, uh, we just were introduced to him just for general health purposes. And um, as we started to work with this doc um, and learned the things that he did. He did a lot of IV type treatments using ozone and various other what they call cocktails that are natural type remedies um to help people heal and it was very effective and um anyway so we were just going for just general health and well being not knowing all of the issues that I had at the time and through a blood test he he diagnosed that I had hepatitis C and um um and I'm I'm a California boy through and through, born and raised, Angelino, and I'm uh, definitely into the alternative ways to um, handle health and well-being. I, uh, traditional Western medicine is not where I gravitate to first. Um, certainly, there's a place for that, but that's not where where I go first. I try to find alternative means to sure. heal whatever issues that manifest in me. And so, anyway, um, consulted with this this doctor who diagnosed it, you know, the options were taking the drug interferon, which has a, uh, from what I understood from the research, um, there's a lot of terrible side effects, high suicide rate. It, it, it's, um, it's not an easy drug to deal with, to keep the Epstein in check. So I, I decided to see if there was alternative means and through diet um, and reducing stress uh, that, has been working for me ever since. Um, I don't take any prescription medication for hepatitis C. I stopped drinking alcohol, um, regularly. I do drink, I might have a drink once or twice a year on occasion, but as a regular drinker, which I was, I stopped that cold Turkey. I stopped taking things like, uh, Tylenol, ibuprofen, things that, that are known to you know, affect your liver, um, and then diet. And I've been handling that, and also taking different supplements that help, like milk thistle, that help support the liver um, staying healthy. And I've been on this regimen, and uh, like you say, discipline. It, it's not easy. It's not cheap to buy the supplements and plan your diet and your life to to handle alternative means to heal yourself, but. Yeah, I did commit to that, and it's been working for me. Uh, My my hep C is in check. Um, My viral loads are are kept in a a range that's manageable, and I've been living basically a normal life and and, uh, doing great because of that. Um, The cancer, um, I'm now, uh, I'll be 63 in December this year. So I was born in 1960 when I was 49 and a half, Um, Beth, my wife, who, you know, is a highly intuitive person. Um, she got an intuitive hit to say, Hey, Doug, I know you're, you weren't planning to get your first colonoscopy you your age 50 in about six months or so, but I think you should get it sooner. So at 49 and a half, I went ahead and got my first colonoscopy and
1: I'm gonna And I'm going to hold it right there because we need to go to commercial here just shortly. Okay. But I think that's a good place to stop so you can tell us what happened with that colonoscopy. Um, and I actually have a lot of questions about the, that hep C as well that I think some of our viewers will want to know about as well. Um, so hold that thought. This is fascinating. And we will be right back. We're going to go to commercial. And we're streaming on Bold Brave TV. And I'm Dr. Nikki, your host. We'll be right back.
0: What if there were a super tiny device that could diagnose the brain and is smaller than a single human hair? What if you could see inside the brain to help an epilepsy patient during surgery or to help the fight against Parkinson's disease? dr patricia broderick is proud to announce the broderick probe a biomedical and electronic breakthrough imagine a probe to help with the understanding and potential cure of brain related diseases to learn more listen live to the easy sense radio show with host dr broderick Wednesdays 7 p.m eastern on the bold brave media network and tune in radio And to help support the Broderick Foundation, please go to EasySense.com and learn how, with your help, we can fight these horrific brain disorders. That's EasySense.com to learn more and help support the Broderick Foundation. Author, radio show host, and coach, John M. Hawkins, reveals strategies to help gain perspective, build confidence, find clarity, achieve goals john m hawkins new book coached to greatness unlock your full potential with limitless growth published by iUniverse. universe hawkins reveals strategies to help readers accomplish more he believes the book can coach them to greatness hawkins says that the best athletes get to the top of their sport with the help of coaches mentors and others he shares guidance that helps readers reflect on what motivates them rediscover and assess their core values philosophies and competencies find settings that allow them to be the most productive and track their progress towards accomplishing goals listen to john hawkins my strategy saturdays 1 p.m eastern on the bbm global network and
1: tune in radio Hello, and welcome back to the Heal and Health with Dr. Nikki. I am your host, Dr. Nikki Gill, and we are streaming live on Bold Brave TV. Uh, And just before the break, we were talking with my amazing guest, Doug Brand, about his journey, uh, his experience with hepatitis C. And and now he's kind of taking us into his colonoscopy experience and and talking to us about what happened from there. Um, And we're going to dive into that right now. So, Doug, please continue with your story.
2: Okay. Um, I was just starting to talk about the, the cancer and how that was diagnosed. It, uh, as I mentioned, Beth, my wife, um, got an intuitive hit to go get my colonoscopy sooner than we anticipated getting it. And good thing because there was a cancerous polyp they removed from my colon um, in that procedure. And uh, <laughs> it was a, a scary thing because the, the doc that uh, perform the procedure, left me a voicemail, you've got cancer, and it was over a weekend. Um,
3: oh, my goodness. <laughs>
2: so, Holy so, yeah. So my I, voice- I think that's, that's <laughs> the best way to, to have someone tell you that kind of news, and it freaked me out. I was very concerned, scared, thinking, oh, my God, I've got cancer, what the heck now? I said to Beth, I don't have time to deal with this. That's the, one of the first things (laughs) out of my mouth, you know, very busy life traveling with our business and, and very busy people. I just said, I threw my hands up. I said, I I don't have time to deal with this. And God bless my wife. She was like a fiend that weekend researching on the internet, knowing me alternative means to, to heal cancer. Um, And she actually put together a program diet wise over that weekend that we ran by that doc in Mexico that we were working with. Um, and he, he gave her a thumbs up a plus. He says, great job, Beth. The only thing I, I want to change. She, she was thinking we needed to go vegetarian. Um, he said, don't go vegetarian. He said, um, you need the animal protein to help fight this. And I guess it strengthens your immune system. I think is what he said. Um, just suggested, um, Using organic, if it's beef, grass-fed, organic, no antibiotics, no hormones. Same with meat, same with uh, uh, poultry, fish, whatever you buy. So thank God for Whole Foods. They they had uh, pr- products and produce like that that we could we could shop at and and, and follow a regimen like this, and that's what we did. Um, I was very strict on this regimen for that next three years, and um, uh, and it worked. Yeah.
1: Wow. Three years, massive commitments. Wow.
2: And and it's, and to this day, I mean, that was, um, again, I'm, I'll be 63 this year. This is when I was uh, 49 and a half. So it's been that long that I've been cancer free. But I was very strict that first three years. But my lifestyle has shifted permanently since then to where I, I keep a foundation of basically what I was doing for that three years but maybe not a hundred percent i I do allow indulgences indulgences um, you know uh, I would say maybe 60 percent of the time now is my lifestyle or I'm really good and I do indulge maybe 40 percent of the time and that can work different for different people but um, anyway the other part to that was I think the emotional part I was really scared um, about this whole thing and and again thank god I have uh, the wife I have, she's, she's someone that's very supportive and, and someone that, that coaches people for a living. And, um, she was able to help me process through the emotional, um, part of it. And, and, uh, um,
1: would would you say between, uh, between the two with the hep C and the cancer, like which one would you say scared you more? I mean, that's two big diagnoses. Like, which one scared you more? Would you say were equally uh, scary for you?
2: Definitely the cancer, the hep C I was, as I mentioned, um, I, it was diagnosed by this doc we were working with and I was under his care and guidance. He's the one that, that diagnosed it Mm -hmm. and, and jumped on, you know, how to treat it. And so I was, I was under his guidance and, 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 uh, expertise. So I, I didn't have, uh, the emotional charge, with mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. the cancer, on the other hand, totally the opposite. I, I was very afraid when I got that news and worried and, and you know, it was like uh, getting hit and out of left field with something hard and, and not knowing what to do. And uh, if it wasn't for really the support of my wife, I, I probably would be dead, um, to be honest, because, again, I'm, I'm, I was very busy running my business. I did not have the time to Mm -hmm. figure things out on the alternative means, um, that I, uh, you know, the track I went on, um, Mm -hmm. I really needed that support to, to do that. And and that might be hard if you're a single person and and don't have someone to support you, Uh, find someone to support you to, to figure things out. That would be great, but it's, it's not an easy task and it's not cheap either to do all this alternative stuff. You pay for supplements and, and organic foods and so on and so forth. It's it's not inexpensive to have that type of lifestyle. So I'm also grateful I have the wherewithal to afford it. Do
1: you think? Do you think someone who didn't have the wherewithal to to do to do what you've done? Do you think they still could? If they were in your shoes, they still could beat it without yeah. having all of the you of know. Course.
2: How- of course, they could. It just might take more of a commitment if you don't have someone there to support you. Um, um, but certainly there are things you can do. I mean, one thing I learned, um, from this doc in Mexico was that sugar, I mean, if one thing you can do, and I'm, I'm actually shocked that the medical community, the Western medical community either doesn't know this or they do, and they turn a blind eye to it, that sugar feeds cancer. If you can cut out sugar out of your diet completely, it will starve the cancer. And that is one of the first things I did at his recommendation. Um, Forget everything else. You just cut the sugar out of your diet. And that means you got to read labels because sugar comes in all different forms in our processed foods. Um, And and we're religious label readers when it comes to the the foods and, and products we buy. Because it, you know, dextrose, um, high fructose corn syrup, there's all different forms of sugar and it all reacts in your body to where cancer feeds on it. So that's one thing that you can do if you, even if you don't have any money, you can't afford all of this other stuff that I did. Mm -hmm. That should do it right there. (laughs)
1: That's huge. Yeah, absolutely. Um, When going back to like with the hep C, when you were diagnosed with hep C, um, a lot of people that I know, of, a lot of patients that I've worked with have had hep C often tell me that if they think that a lot of their hep C and even in some cancer cases, well, a lot of them speak to, uh, they think thinking that their emotions, uh, their state of being at the time that they were diagnosed had something to do with how that hep C or that cancer kind of manifested itself. Would you, I mean, and, and given, and just based on what you said, I don't have time to deal with this. I thought right. like, oh my it's it's like, oh shit, what else now? Like I gotta deal with this too. It's like it's an inconvenience, right? And so you're Holy. forced into being put on this journey that you weren't anticipating, right? And so I'm just curious to know like how that impacted you when you found out about this and and what you what did you have to do to kind of change your mindset to figure to make a commit to get to that place where you, you knew you had to make changes?
2: Good question. Um it it was really kind of a day at a time. Um, Mm. You know, it it felt, when I got the news, I felt hopeless. I I actually thought, oh my God, does this mean I'm going to die? You know, and, and I wasn't even at a very, very advanced stage. It was still just the word cancer, you know, freaked me out. Uh, But um, as we, went through the weekend and, um, talked to that doc that we worked with in Mexico, you know, that helped a lot, um, to process through the emotional part. Once, once we figured out a plan of attack and this doctor put his stamp of approval on it to give us the confidence that what Beth research was sound and, and should work. Um, then I, I, I had confidence from, from that expert, if you will, to move forward and, and, and have a plan. And, um, I also, um, uh, there was a, a dear friend of mine whose brother happened to be a medical doctor that worked out of USC that happened to be one of the world's leading colon cancer specialists. They wow. actually flew him all over the world to talk to these on the subject. Mm-hmm. So I went to him and told him, here's my diagnosis here's this plan, this alternative plan I'm going to do to treat myself. What I'd like you to do is tell me what I need to do to monitor that what I'm doing is working. And he said to me, what the doc that performed your colonoscopy prescribed, which was surgery and, and radiation and chemo, he says that's what he would recommend. And I said, well, that's going to be my last resort. This is I want to try this alternative thing first. If it doesn't work, then I'll consider what you're recommending. So he he suggested I get a colonoscopy every six months for the next three years and a blood test every four months that he'll prescribe, and that's how we can monitor. And that's what I did for the next three years. And after that three years, um, clean bill of health. But what was so weird to me, and this is someone that I knew personally, right? He wasn't just some doc that, mm-hmm. that patient that came in off the street. I was very good friends with his sister. Um, he didn't stand and take note and want to pursue it any further, which really made me scratch my head. You know, I, I'm someone, a guinea pig, if you will, volunteering mm-hmm. to, to go through this alternative means to heal myself with this expert who, who. You know, prescribes the traditional means, and he he didn't really. He just moved on and figured it was an an. an I'm an anomaly, is, is how he put it, mm-hmm. um, and that's it. So that that concerns me with <laughs> the medical community that they mm-hmm. kind of poo and 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 turn their heads to these alternative means, and and I think um, they really shouldn't. It, it should be embraced, and a lot of people can save their lives by doing what I did, or, or if, if nothing else, cut out sugar in their diet to heal themselves. It's a big and, one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Now, um, with when you were diagnosed, and even like I said, going back with the hep C as well, um, I'm curious on a emotional level, because I see this with my cancer patients, like the highs and the lows, it's like a roller coaster ride as they're going through their journey. Can you speak to like, was there anger? Was there defeat oh, yeah. at times? Like, can can you speak to that a bit more? Because I think that's really important for our viewers to understand.
2: You mean when I learned of the diagnosis? Yeah.
1: yeah, learned the diagnosis, and also as you were going through your process, like with you know, treatment and whatnot. Like, what were you enduring at that time? What was going through your mind and your heart? Like, what were you dealing with?
2: Um, well, first, the fear of the diagnosis, certainly, um, and then. Um, it, so you understand a little bit of my background. Um, I have a background since I was a teenager of of learning about metaphysical, holistic methods, modalities, techniques, meditation, creative imagery, things like that. To I, I cured myself of a, a life uh, long condition I had from age two, and when I was age fifteen is when I first learned about self hypnosis and some of these techniques, these alternative techniques. And I cured myself of my asthma with that back when I was 15. So I've had a, a background, a good foundation of some alternative means to heal myself. So I certainly started to apply because I was really stressed. And, that was, and stress can kill you. Stress can even cause more cancer, I think. Um, so I, I really had to manage my stress. I did meditations. Again, my wife, Beth, is really helpful with that kind of stuff as well. Um, but I, I would do meditations to reduce my stress. I actually discussed with my business partners, my condition and in the travel schedule I was holding, and they were wonderfully cooperative and, and, um, supportive to, to help me pull back a little bit, delegate to some other, um, team members to pick up some of my slack. And while I, you know, focused on my healing and, and such, but, um, yeah, I, I had to apply some some of my wife's coaching, if you will, and if you don't have a wife that's a coach, maybe <laughs> see because I, I did uncover that I think some of the causes of why the cancer manifested. Um, I've had I had a lot of deep seated anger and resentment uh, toward my father. Sure. Um, a lot of stuff as we went through, so dove f- into the process sure. that came up. That that. I learned contributes to the condition.
1: I love, I love your honesty with that and how blunt you were with that because I think that is huge in cancer cases. It's, I've seen it over and over again. And I want to explore that further with you um, as soon as we get back from our break. So um, I'm Dr. Nikki, your host. We're streaming live on Bold Brave TV, and we will be right back with our guest, Doug Brand.
0: What if there were a super tiny device that could diagnose the brain and is smaller than a single human hair? What if you could see inside the brain to help an epilepsy patient during surgery or to help the fight against Parkinson's disease? EasySense.com and learn how, with your help, we can fight these horrific brain disorders. That's EasySense.com to learn more and help support the Broderick Foundation. Author, radio show host, and coach John M. Hawkins reveals strategies to help gain perspective, build confidence, find clarity, achieve goals. John M. Hawkins' new book coached to greatness unlock your full potential with limitless growth published by iUniverse. universe hawkins reveals strategies to help readers accomplish more he believes the book can coach them to greatness hawkins says that the best athletes get to the top of their sport with the help of coaches mentors and others he shares guidance that helps readers reflect on what motivates them rediscover and assess their core values philosophies and competencies find settings that allow them to be the most productive and track their progress towards accomplishing goals listen to john hawkins my strategy saturdays 1 p.m eastern on the bbm global network and TuneIn in radio
1: Hi, and welcome back to The Heal and Health with Dr. Nikki. I'm your host, Dr. Nikki Gill, and we are streaming live on Bold Brave TV. Um, and before the break, we just got into the whole emotional aspect of healing, uh, healing with cancer. Um, and and Doug here has been amazing at telling us this story. And, um, and I think one of the reasons why I really wanted him to tell his story, truth be known, is because I feel that... Um, when, when I've dealt with cancer patients, both men and women alike, um, I have found that my women tend to be more expressive with their emotions. And I find that men tend not to be so much. And But it doesn't mean they're not emotional and that they're not in, in touch with it. But I think oftentimes it's a more challenging place to go. And I, I love that. Doug is telling his story, because I think it's great to hear a lot of this from a male perspective and a male who's gone through this process. So um, if you don't mind kind of sharing with us more about your emotional process, I think that would be really big for all of us to hear.
2: Okay. Um, Not sure where to start there. Um, As I mentioned before the the last break, um, I did uncover resentment, anger that I, that I, realized I had toward my father and and I, I think uh, one big epiphany was I thought I was a fraud like I was getting away with things um, wow. which stand out of my father as as well mm-hmm. um, and um, anyway I, I had to be brutally honest with myself I, w- I would have to allow myself um, to cry um and when, when some of these realizations came up, um, there were some big charges and, um, um, uh, how I got to these places again, it was kind of like a th- therapy sessions with, with my wife and, and processes that I learned over the years with the different workshops and seminars that I put myself through at a, like I said, since my teens. Um, so I was able to put those tools to use to heal my cancer and, um, it wasn't easy and it wasn't easy to look at either, but, Mm -hmm. um, we got through it. And, and, and I think, I think something you've mentioned, um, even in, at the start of this show, I think you said something about, I don't know if you use the word, but I, I will holistic approach. Mm -hmm. Um, I think my healing, it was first the physical, you know, finding Mm -hmm. out have this condition and then, what do we got to do to attack it and, and heal myself? And it was, it was mostly at first diet and, and, you know, that sort of thing. But then as we got more into it and we, we did more research and talked to various healers and so on and so forth. Cause again, that's where we gravitate. And that's where I gravitate. Mm-hmm. Uh, some more of that emotional work. I learned that um, the cancer is created, not only from, Food and, and diet, but stress mm-hmm. from your mental state, from your emotional state. Um, so it is a, a holistic, a whole body, if you will, body, mind, spirit um, process to, to delve into. So not only do you heal yourself, but you don't create the condition again. You ah, kind of, kind of get to the root yeah. of snapping cycles. To create this in the first place, mm-hmm. and that's where I think the emotional and, and I would even say spiritual work uncovered that.
1: Mm-hmm. That's really, really huge. Now, I would imagine you going through this process of emotional, uh, emotional roller coaster, spiritual uh, awakenings, or or spiritual, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, I think awakenings is the best word. Um, going through this process, I bet had an impact on the people you loved around you. And, oh and, and, um, I couldn't imagine, I mean, and I've been through this myself where I know that, you know, some days it's taxing, really taxing on the loved ones to have to, to deal with what's going on with you. And, and can you speak to like the strain that was put on the relationships, but also the support that you got and how, did that actually heal your relationships a lot or it improve your relationships? In fact, in some cases, um, going through your journey.
2: Well, certainly it brought my wife and I a lot closer. I mean, we, we have a pretty profound relationship as it is. As it um, is. and people that know us know that, but it, this got us even closer. Um, it was quite a process and you know, my wife, Beth, and she's a very emotional person and a very sensitive right. person. And, and she was extremely worried about me and um um she wouldn't always show it to me either she she she'd lean on on friends for that support because she wouldn't want to add that to my plate while i'm going through my healing process god bless her um yeah it's um you know the, the the time that that she took not only to research a program but then once we implemented it she was the one really managing it she was making she was making homemade mayonnaise. I mean, she was doing so many things to support my process just from the food part alone, not to mention spiritually, emotionally, and mentally, because that's who she is. And, and that's an, an area of expertise that, that she has, uh, that she possesses. Um, so anyway, yeah, it was, uh, it was quite a strain on her that um, she didn't show uh, often to mm-hmm. me. Um, but I, I certainly, you know, as time went on, and, and we've talked more about it, I certainly can feel it, and and we've we've talked about it. But um, I think that the biggest emotional strain was on Beth, um, and I'm sure other, you know, my mom and my brothers and other family members were concerned, um, and and had their their uh, worries and such. But uh, the, the the brunt of it was Beth.
1: Wow. And God-
2: I mean, again, I, I I don't think I'd be alive today if it wasn't for her.
1: Yeah, yeah. And do you? Uh, and, and with all of that, um, had you noticed that you had any impact on those around you in the changes you made in your life, the things that you were doing to turn things around with your health? Had you had you noticed that you had any direct influence on how other people were living their lives around you?
2: Um. While I was going through my process, I don't know if I noticed it then, mm-hmm. um, first three years, you know, cause it, it took me about three years to get that clean bill of health. Mm-hmm. But since then, um, certainly, um, I've come across many people since then and, and that we talked about my story or, or I learned of someone that had cancer and, and they were open to talking to me about it. Um, I've. I've shared my story with many and, and who have taken, you know, the, the, the advice that, that I've given and healed themselves. So yeah, that's quite gratifying when someone, you know, you lead them, you lead that horse to the water and they drink it um, and it's mm-hmm. successful. Um, mm-hmm. So that's been a gratifying thing to see. Yes. Uh, uh, being an example for other people and then and, and they follow that example.
1: Mm-hmm. That's, that's part of what I call, um, Achieving uh, the SSOB, the supreme state of being, when you Mm. start to lift up others and inspire others by, by your way of living, and and the big piece about that is dealing with fear, and so that's something I wanted to talk to you about because this is something I see with a lot of my cancer patients, especially the ones who have beaten cancer like yourself. There's always they always say to me there is a level. Yes, you've beaten cancer, but there's a level of fear in them that lingers that they'll get it again right. or that it will come back. And, and they say to some extent it can be limiting to how they live their life because it's, it's like having a monkey on your back and you just can't shake the monkey off. Would sure. you? Where are you in that process? Do you feel fearful that it may return or do you feel more free in your life moving forward without carrying that
2: fear around? Um, I think because of the work I've done, the emotional work, the coaching, the, the quote unquote therapy that I've put myself through to deal with that emotion and mental and spiritual parts in addition to the physical, because of that, I've gotten to the other side of it and I don't carry that fear today. Of oh my God will I get it again? I actually am quite confident I won't because I've, I, for lack of a better term, I've conquered those fears. I've uncovered mm-hmm. I've them. I've I've learned why and how I created it in the first place, and I've gotten to the other side of those issues by really being rigorously honest with myself and and you know just telling the truth and um, and then acting accordingly, moving forward out of those lessons. Mm. So because of, I would say, no, I don't have that fear. But if you don't do that work, I can, I can easily see where I would.
3: Be fearful.
1: Mm -hmm. And would you say um, of all the work that you've done up to this point, there's the physical, there's the mental, emotional, and spiritual. If you had to put your finger on one thing that helped, like really help you conquer your cancer what, what would you say that is
2: sugar and stress wow. Reducing both the, the, the effect that sugar has on the body and specifically cancer one and two, the, the, the level of stress and stress. That was an interesting conversation I had with this doc in Mexico when I was first diagnosed. Um, when we came to him with Beth's diet that she put together. Um, one of the things he talked to me about was besides this diet um, was to reduce the stress in my life. And I said, doc, I, I don't really have a lot of stress in my life. I have a wonderful job. I enjoy my job. Um, My job has to do with traveling and, and, and entertaining people and, and staying in nice places and nice meals and golf outings. And, and we really enjoyed we both because Beth traveled with me, my job. So I didn't think I had a lot of stress. He said, Well, tell me about a typical day and a typical week and a typical month. So I explained to him, You know, we travel on average two weeks out of the month. Sometimes we're gone for a month at a time. Um, and I explained all of that busy schedule that I had that I thought was fun and enjoyable. He said, Do you realize just the amount of travel you do alone? puts a tremendous amount of stress on you physically. He said even flying over um, the United States, changing timelines um, mm-hmm. has an effect on you physically. The magnetics in the air, the radiation in the in the air from the sun that you get has an effect on you physically. So um, I didn't realize all of this stress because we think of stress as a negative thing, as a, mm-hmm. as a, a, you know, you got to be a stressed out person or uptight or whatever. And I wasn't an uptight, stressed out person. He was just saying the, the lifestyle you lead, it happens to be a stressful one, even though you might enjoy it, you're not realizing how it taxes your body physically. Mm-hmm. So with that information, I, again, I talked to my business partners and, and my employees and, and I designed basically a plan that allowed me to have less stress and get the support I needed to continue doing the work that I do in my job and still be effective and successful and reduce the stress so I can not kill myself.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think that's, that's so remarkable. And I do want to explore stress a little bit more because I think, uh, I tell people like stress, I tell my patients stress kills. At the end of the day, it it does kill. And so I think we need to talk more about that because when we say reducing stress, I think a lot of people don't quite understand what that means. And so I think I'd love to explore that more with you after we come back from our break. Uh, mm-hmm. So this is Dr. Nikki. I am your host. We are streaming live on Bold Brave TV and we'll be right back.
0: Did you know Your beliefs create your entire reality, but it's the subconscious beliefs that do most of the creating. Belief Shifter and Life Coach Shiraz can help you identify those limiting beliefs and eliminate them, often in a single session.
1: Like it was almost instant. Like I had relief right away
0: creating better health relationships careers and finances let shiraz help you step out of safety and into awareness
1: definitely something's happening uh it's like a, a flow inside Yeah, you know, it
3: feels good
0: whether in person or online shiraz provides personal coaching belief shifting visit shiraz at energeticmagic.com or call 416-529-7429 energetic magic on the bbm global network tuesdays at 7 p.m eastern find your greater happiness be well be aware be magical
3: are you struggling to care for elderly parents or a spouse do you wonder if being a caregiver is making you sick are you worried about taking time off work to care for elderly parents and balance work life and caregiving Podcasts and transcripts of The Caring Generation are on my website, PamelaDWilson.com, plus my caregiving library, online caregiver support programs, and programs for corporations interested in supporting working caregivers. Help, Hope, and Support for Caregivers is here on The Caring Generation and PamelaDWilson.com.
1: Hello, and welcome back to The Heal and Health with Dr. Nikki. I'm Dr. Nikki Gill, your host, and we are streaming live on Bold Brave TV. Um, just before the break, we were talking about the big word stress, big word stress. And and it is a big deal. I often tell my patients that stress really does kill, and and, and it does in a myriad of ways. Um, and I think one of the things that Doug and I were talking about uh during the commercial was just how I think a lot of people don't quite understand um, what it means to reduce stress and what that looks like. And so I, I, I would love for Doug to extrapolate on that a little bit, um, if you don't mind.
2: Well, I, I think the first thing is to is to take a hard look at one's life and tell the, the truth to yourself. Mm-hmm where the stresses are. Um, like I was saying, the example I gave, um, before we went to commercial talking to the doctor about my travel and I love my job and I didn't perceive that as stress. And he says, no, it's you're you're, you've got a very stressful job. It's realizing the things you do in your life that do cause stress and telling the truth about it. Um, Mm. again, you know, people may not think, oh, I'm not an uptight person, I'm not a stressful person. That doesn't mean that you don't have stress. Yes. Um, just dealing with life in general could be stress. Right. Right. So right. I, I think it's a matter of telling yourself the truth about that, identifying where those stresses are. And then once you can identify that then then you can take action to, you know, rearrange things or manage things in a different way so it's not as stressful on you.
1: Yeah, I think that's huge. Yeah, it's a really, really big deal. Um, And and the other thing that I was uh, curious about is, um, do you think that uh, in your process that the physical played the biggest role in you getting to where you're at today? Do you think it's the spiritual aspect of your healing? Or was it all of it? Or What would you say really stood out and made the biggest difference in your ability to beat cancer?
2: Well, the physical manifestation of the cancer itself was the 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 um catalyst if you will mm-hmm. to to move me to this next level of my health and well-being um because i think i i was at a uh i was comfortably numb if you will mm-hmm. wow. i thought i was much healthier than i was That's and profound. i really wasn't so this was a real wake up call for me mm-hmm. when i when i learned about the cancer and dove into you know the blood tests and all the issues that were there. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah. I thought I was much healthier than I was. So it was, the physical was certainly the catalyst, but I think to answer your question, I don't think any one area was more than another. I think it was the holistic approach. I really think it's a balance uh, and, and work in, in body mind spirit that, that really, I think will sustain not only, Mm -hmm. not only gets you to the, to the healing, but I think it will sustain the healthy being, if you will. So, so the cancer doesn't come back or other diseases don't manifest. Um, you know, and, and I think it's, it's the whole thing.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I have to agree with that. I think I've witnessed that with a lot of my cancer patients as well. I think that's huge. Um, and in terms of where you are in your health today, like, where would you say you are with your health?
2: Oh God, I'm healthier. I think that I've ever been in my life um, that I could remember as an adult, at least. Um, I'm I, I'm doing great. My 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 labs look great, and you've seen my labs, Doctor Nikki. Um, you know, I'm I'm as a almost sixty-three-year-old man. I'm i I'm, I'm doing great, doing great. I'm healthy. I I work out three times a week. I'm, I play golf regularly. I scuba dive. So I'm active physically. I'm able to play with my grandkids and throw them around in the pool and pick them up and enjoy them. And you know, so yeah, I'm, I'm knock on wood. I'm very grateful that uh, I'm a healthy guy and I think I'm healthier than I've ever been as an adult.
1: And what words of wisdom do you have for all of those going through their cancer process right now. There's millions of Americans out there battling and trying to find a way uh, to heal and and absolutely would love to be where you're at. What, what words of wisdom do you have for them?
2: Hmm. That's a good question. I mean, I would like to say do what I did, Um, but not everyone is willing to, it takes commitment and discipline. Um, You got it. You got to do what, what feels best for you. Um, uh, that said, I think the path I went—if if you're not into surgery and and the effects of radiation and chemotherapy, um, which can be devastating—I um, wasn't willing to go there first. The, the path I took saved me a lot of pain of, of those types of treatments, um, and uh, you know, I don't know that I, I don't know if I have any other words of wisdom other than tell the truth, get support where you can. I think, especially when you're dealing with docs and health issues, you need advocates in your life that support you mm-hmm. um, and can help you make decisions. So I, if you don't have that, I would see if you can seek that out from a good friend or family member that you trust. Um, I, I think having someone in your corner as an advocate is, is really important
1: think so too. Um, And what, and what would you say to those who are on the conventional path and they're doing things differently from you? Um, Would you encourage them to incorporate some of the things that you're
2: doing? Absolutely. Uh, One of the things that, that I think really helped my healing process, and especially if one was going through the traditional, um, you know, chemotherapy, radiation, surgery, um, ozone you know, uh, via IV, um, that was something that I was introduced to by this doc in Mexico, where they put ozone into your blood via an IV. And what I learned about that is that the ozone kills viruses and cancer is a virus. Um, they, they said if you, uh, to me, if you get surgery, um, get an ozone treatment before the surgery and after the surgery, the ozone right. helps promote healing. Um, yep. so if you're through surgery, radiation, chemo, ozone treatments will help you get to the other side of it quicker than otherwise. Um, and if you can do the, some of the diet stuff and the re- reduction of stress, meditate, find things you can do to, to find more joy in your life and reduce stress mm. in your life, whether you're doing what I did or traditional Western treatment that always will support one's healing.
1: Oh, uh, I think. That is big. What you just said is big. And I love that you said that because I think people need to hear that. And so thank you for being so vulnerable with us and forthcoming. Um, I think you will reach a lot of people. And and my question for you is that if you are willing, um, if people are out there having questions or want to know more about your process or some of the more details of what you've done, uh, will they be able to reach out to you and, and contact you? And if so, how would they do that?
2: Sure. I mean, I don't... I'm not a doctor. I don't do this for a living, but I am happy to share what I've done in my experience and, and, uh, with anyone who's interested in, in taking that, you know, information. So you can email me, um, my email address, my personal email address is Doug M brand at gmail.com. I'm happy to share with anybody that's interested.
1: Thank you so much. That's amazing. Well, I am so glad we had you on the show today. Um, people, my viewers out there, you can tell why I wanted him on the show. He's amazing and he has overcome so much and is such an inspiration to me and so many. And he's an amazing human being too. Um, quite yeah. obvious. So, um, with that said, down the line, I may have you back with your wife, because I think the two of you have an amazing uh, relationship that I think a lot of people uh, would be inspired by. So thank you for being with us today. And thank you um, a million times over for sharing you. I'm so grateful.
2: Thank you, Nikki, for having me. And thank you for all of the wonderful work that you are doing with this show and otherwise.
1: Oh, Thank you so much. Much love, sweetheart. I will see you soon. Love you. Love you. Thank you all for joining me today and and exploring this uh, colon cancer and hep c with my patient and his healing journey um and 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 the amazing human being that he is because i think i think he gave us a lot of words of wisdom and inspiration today um i'd love for all of you to tune in next week as we dive into the subject of psoriatic arthritis and um, immigration and fashion design and you're probably like how in the world does that have anything to do with healing um i have a fascinating woman that you will meet who has quite the story uh, um, of immigration of dealing with her health her emotions her spiritual journey in healing Um, and i can't wait for all of you to meet her so stay tuned uh, for next week to meet our amazing guests and um, i promise you she's amazing Um, and for now if you want to learn more about me and what I do, you can go to wellnesswithdrniki.com. And if um, you'd like to schedule an appointment with me, you can certainly go to alohadrniki.com. That's D-R-N-I-K-K-I. And once again, um, dare to heal and love you better and then go live your best you. Let's say that again. Dare to heal. Let's take that in. Dare to heal, love you better, and then go and live your best you. Until next time, Take care.
0: This has been Heal in Health with Dr. Nikki. Tune in each week as Dr. Nikki will discuss many different aspects of health, provide tidbits for physical challenges one may face, and focus on exploring those topics of healing that can be most uncomfortable but are necessary to address helping you to live your best you. Right here, Wednesdays, 10 p.m. Eastern on the Bold Brave TV Network.